COVID. 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 That's all we have heard for the last year and a half, and it's what we continue to hear every single day. The pandemic has reshaped the world and irreversibly changed the lives of each of us. This year, classes are back in person. Things are finally transitioning back to what we used to deem as normal, or to some sort of new normal. The pandemic is not over yet, and we're all still trying to understand what this all means. However, for all that we have heard and read about these changes, we still need to rethink our narrative and reflect more deeply about our days and nights, losses and gains, tears and smiles during these times. These reflections take time and require careful sifting through our memories, thoughts, and emotions, alongside study of data and expert analysis. We think, and we hope you will too. That analyzing the stories we are telling about the pandemic is important. Understanding the ways in which different leaders and experts are trying to persuade us to think and behave differently about or because of the pandemic will help to prepare us to face the unpredictable future ahead of us. So, welcome to the Voices Through the Mask podcast, a production by students at Emory University and David Morgan's New Media Writing Class. We may need to speak through our mask to create this podcast, but we think we've got useful things to say about where we've been and where we are headed. This meeting is being recorded. Zooming Through Doom edition of the Voices Through the Mask podcast. The use of Zoom in education during the COVID-19 pandemic has significantly altered how students learn, and it's often criticized for making academic life more difficult and unmotivating. But it has actually offered a plethora of new resources and opportunities. That continue to shape how students learn, even as we've moved to in-person classes. Therefore, Zoom and online learning may have made learning more manageable and easy to cope with, even amidst their negative associations. All right, let's zoom right in. This meeting is being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Adriana. <laughs> ha ha ha. All right, let's just dive right in. Okay. So, um, I would say one of the biggest benefits of Zoom that I'm surprised wasn't a thing before the COVID-19 pandemic has been the idea of class recordings.、Mm-hmm. Um, as we all know, Zoom offers the resource where you can record a meeting. And then you can look back on it as many times as you want. And generally, in a classroom setting, that's re-、uh, posted on the class website or a Canvas site. And、um, as opposed to only being being able to、uh, listen to and watch a lecture once in a live setting, Zoom offers、um, an opportunity to just rewatch、um, 
as many times as you want until you understand the concept. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I'd say like one example for me is, uh, I feel like for the more conceptual classes it really helped, such as physics, intro physics, right, mechanics. Uh, like, the fact that we were able to watch recordings of, like, different approaches to problems, right? Because physics is really, again, like I said, a conceptual subject, and uh, there's a lot of problem solving involved, and um, I, I just don't know how I would have been able to understand those different approaches uh, if, if, we, if we didn't have those recordings, right? Because I had to, like, I had to really go back and forth to understand uh, how to go about um, those concepts and, and those, um, different problems so yeah I would say it really helped me with my physics yeah I, I definitely think that having recordings has made learning a lot more easier I remember um, even before we started using zoom I would be like secretly recording my classes just because of how useful that was and now <laughs> that it's like basically a standard for most classes now I think I just think that's very helpful for students in general like, that's awesome that you recorded. I'm just like, I think it's mind-boggling that like the idea of class recordings wasn't even a thing. Like I'm a pre-med student, so I would say like one of the most notorious classes that we take is organic chemistry, because it's supposed to be super hard. It's just the, I took organic chemistry through Zoom, and I would constantly rewatch those recordings, and I it wouldn't, it wouldn't be one time or two times, it would be like many, many times. I would rewatch some recordings like four or five times, and I just can't believe that people used to take organic chemistry, go to class, and then just take notes and then rely on those notes yeah. for everything. Like, I can't even imagine not watching the recording because some of these classes are just so hard. And Zoom just offers such a convenient um, like opportunity to just rewatch these recordings. I don't know. And yeah, actually, uh, kind of building off the uh, organic chemistry idea, uh, in my organic chemistry class, my, 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 what my professor would do is that he would connect his iPad to his Mac or whatever, and then he'd display like, his Microsoft uh, notes or whatever uh, through, the, through the Zoom platform. And he would draw out all of those mechanisms, you know, and like guide us, literally guide us through the process. And it was just so much easier and so much more efficient a way of learning exactly some of these classes are so like visually based like organic chemistry if you like think about it it's low-key like a drawing class with like yeah. more interest like intricate concepts and i feel like at least for those types of like me mechanism based classes like visualizing them and like continuing to visualize them through repeated exposure with these like class recordings is just so powerful and i'm just so glad that i was able to be exposed to it at the right time so even with going to office hours, I think Zoom has definitely made things a lot more manageable. Because um, usually you'd have to like meet up with your professor in person, but just being able to log into Zoom and just meet with them, like no matter where you were at, made things a lot more convenient. Oh yeah, I mean, definitely. And I'm the type of person who, I ask a lot of questions. I try to make sure that I um, attack every and address every concept. So, office hours, like I take advantage of office hours. Um, but back in freshman year, I would, I would have to walk like across campus just to go and ask 
like one or two questions so it's just on it wasn't very efficient but now i can literally cook lunch and log in to a to a zoom office hour session ask a few questions address those concepts and then go back to cooking lunch it's, it's just really efficient saves a lot of time and uh yeah you just yeah i think it's a blessing yeah i still like again it boggles my mind that this wasn't even a thing I mean, actually, I had one class that did use Zoom prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, but it, it felt like such a weird, like, situation to be in. I was like, why am I doing this? It's, like, kind of hard to use. I don't know. I didn't really like it at the time. But, like, now that everybody's gotten situated with Zoom and it's super easy to use, it's just, it, it's like, why aren't we, why didn't we use this before? Like, why wasn't this a thing before the COVID-19 pandemic? It's just so much easier. disadvantaged like let's say someone who might be deaf and I think something like using zoom with the transcript function could be really helpful because you can go back through a lecture and be able to read exactly what the professor was saying or even if you just need a recap of what's what's being taught so that you can better understand like what's going on through the class for sure and I know that people um, at least in Zoom recordings, can you can hire someone to even write out the transcript, and I think that's like a really cool resource. And there's definitely not something that you can have in an in-person setting. So I think it's just cool that Zoom offers resources like that. Yeah, uh, but I mean, it really, it really benefits people with disabilities and other people who are disadvantaged in different ways as well. I actually know someone who's trying to be, trying to pay bills and he's working long and odd hours and he's also trying to take a, an English class simultaneously um, and if that English class was in person I just don't see it happening like I I don't given given his hours given his working hours like I, I just it would have been impossible um, if the class was in person but the online option makes it happen you know like he he can balance he can balance between everything um, so yeah definitely a benefit Another example that um, of someone who is not in the best situation, um, like even in an in-person setting, um, I think my roommate Elijah, who's also in the class, um, he is unable to make it to class due to an injury. So like we're still in person and we go to class in person, but Zoom is still a resource that we can continue to use and we're able to have students join in on class and still be able to learn virtually and that definitely wasn't a thing that we had before COVID-19 because you never had people just on the screen, like listening in on the class. That just never was a thing, which is really surprising because it's just so convenient. And it's just, it just, it just d didn't make sense how that was like, it really goes to show you how much we like almost alienated people that had these different types of disadvantages prior to using Zoom before the pandemic. And I don't know, I just think that this is just something that often goes unnoticed because like Zoom is often like put down for being um, annoying and everything, but there's just so many people that probably preferred Zoom, to be honest. It's weird how it makes it inclusive. Yeah. More inclusive. Yeah. So I would say that the benefits of Zoom actually move beyond the classroom. Uh, 
Zoom has helped me with a variety of extracurriculars and it has also opened new avenues into extracurriculars that I never explored before. Yeah, and I think extracurriculars, like even like tutoring, have really changed when Zoom was introduced. So I used to tutor these um, middle school students a couple years ago, but now that everything's moved online, we've transitioned to tutoring over Zoom, which I think has been really helpful because if it wasn't like for this platform, I'm not really sure how we would have been able to continue to teach them. I actually did some tutoring as well. Uh, I uh, was working with like these refugee children actually. Oh, and me too, me too. Oh, you, you were? Yeah. Wait, which organization? Was it Fugees? Oh, I did an organization similar to that too. I did Fora. Oh, I work with, I tutored refugee children too. Wait, that was wow. really cool. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was, I mean, again, like, online just made it easier. I think it made it easier for us, it made it easier for them as well because transportation was a problem for them. Yeah. Um, you know, because like, their parents were working and, and all of that. And another thing is, in my MBB 301 class, my neurobiology class, I got had the opportunity to interview one of our professors in, one of the, in, in the neuroscience department. It was over Zoom. We did the interview over Zoom. Um, and, you know, it was just a lot easier to coordinate. Not going to lie. It was a lot easier to coordinate, to reach out to him, and to set up like a time and all of that. Because, like, doing it in person, you need a mic, you need so many other things. And What were you interviewing him through? Zoom. Like what, what, was, what was it for? Uh, it was for an assign. It was for like a, an assignment that we're are working on. We're we're basically like there are multiple groups and we're trying to get these recordings in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like each group is like interviewing different people, different uh, professors in the neuroscience department. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the semester, we're all gonna we're gonna basically compile everything and then. We'll see how that goes. Okay, cool. I know like a a lot of clubs at least did like a similar thing. Not interview necessarily, but like they would get like groups of professors or researchers or like some professionals um, in like, I don't know, the biomedical field. Um, And they would have like webinars with them. And that would be like a good opportunity. It's like so super like easy to organize. Like, you know, you don't need to like rent out a room. You don't need to rent out anything. All you need is just a Zoom link. And everyone just shows up. It's just super easy to meet. And Zoom has a recording function, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I completely understand the argument against it, though. Because, like, Zoom does make everything so much more lame. Like, I know it's, like, super convenient, but, like, to be real, like, it doesn't translate to every single situation. Like, like we're talking about extracurriculars right now, right? So it's, yeah. like, if you're talking about, like, a volunteering club or, like, um... I don't know, any like student organization on campus, like, or an acapella club, I don't know, anything. Yeah, like, it's it's, like the the value of being in person with the other people is just like immense. But like, obviously, if you're organizing like events where you're trying to bring people together, it's super convenient. But at the same time, like volunteering, like action clubs, it's just simply not feasible. And like, I know like SPC is one club and they organize concerts and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, like recently they hosted the Jack Harlow concert, which was amazing in person, but they hosted virtual concerts. So (laughs) 
that that that's just a joke to me. Like I just feel like, you know, it, it like there is very much a real argument for why Zoom is not always the best. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I I know I I have some experience with virtual concerts as well because I actually. I had to host one and not that many people turned up and it wasn't even that exciting like we got some we basically had like different musician groups record their music and then like they mm-hmm. sent it in oh to so it wasn't live then oh okay. it wasn't live oh, okay. it wasn't live, yeah, live oh, yeah and the problem with the live ones is like it's so it's hard, hard to, to hear yeah exactly yeah. The, the sound is completely off you have a guitarist like in one room the mm-hmm. vocalist is like across the globe and like the it's yeah, just it different work. internet speeds. Exactly. Like, it's, it's, it can be a mess sometimes. I think part of the reason why these concerts were, I guess, kind of trashed is might have something to do with Zoom fatigue. Over this time, we spent a lot of time just like staring at a screen all day, being on classes all day, just having that association between like looking at a screen in school and then when this is translated to something that we're supposed to enjoy like a concert I think people are just like maybe just not feeling it and yeah just in general having school being online can be kind of it can be kind of exhausting sometimes and you just want to get away from the screen yeah and like if you're gonna take a break like like avoid the screen but yeah, like everything's on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's like you want to enjoy the screen. You want to watch Netflix. You want to uh-huh. like talk to your friends. But now that the screen is school, it's like how do you separate the things you enjoy from that? Let me put it this way: you, you you're gonna you're gonna want to use every chance that you get to like get away from the screen. That's that's how I felt. Yeah, yeah. At least, just in general. A lot like excessive screen use results in you know dry eyes and there's so many different health conditions the list the list is long nearsightedness but to help with that there's actually some I don't know if you guys have heard of the 202020 rule so basically if you find yourself staring at a screen um, for a lengthy period of time every 20 minutes spent using using the screen uh, you basically try and look away at something that's 20 feet away for a total of 20 seconds. So it's 20 minutes using a screen and then you look up at some object that's like a, like a tree, for example, that's 20 feet away and you count till 20 and then you, you head back and then you keep doing that. And I think that kind of helps to uh, relax your eyes a little bit. But at the same time, I think like this concept of Zoom fatigue, it was never like because zoom itself was the problem like i don't know i do understand your guys' argument like oh everything's a screen so you can't differentiate between like what's rest and what's like work but like i don't know being looking at a screen all day has never been like extremely tiresome at least i think what really made zoom fatigue so deadly and like not deadly but like you know hard to manage was just the idea of like how difficult the pandemic was for everybody because like the context of zoom is under the COVID-19 pandemic and I think just the idea of everything that like crazy um like all the like you know the news and like um the riots and just everything that was going on during the COVID-19 pandemic it was a lot for people to take in 
And I think that manifested into um, people like sitting in front of a screen and having to sit through that all day long. So I think Zoom fatigue was almost like a scapegoat. At least that's how I see it. But I definitely do understand your guys' points. So shifting away from this side, I kind of wanted to talk about the social aspect of Zoom or how it's changed, how it's kind of changed the way that we interact with each other. So there's a lot of different functions on Zoom that we haven't really experienced in the classroom. So stuff like the polls feature, chat function, breakout rooms, things like that. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I would definitely have to agree. In office hours or in general classes, you know, the professor is busy, TAs are busy, um, but you know, you can like literally just ask a peer um, and that it doesn't interrupt the class. You know, you, like you, if you start talking to your friend in an in-person lecture, like it's gonna, it's gonna be a distraction. But uh, in this case, like it's just another source, it's another resource, so. I think stuff like this could even be really helpful to, you know, the shy kids. So not wanting to like raise your hand in class, not wanting to interrupt or something, or just wanting to ask like a very like specific question, like you said. You could easily just direct message the TA in the class and get a question answered without any problems. I agree. I think like it does create a really good opportunity for people that are more shy, but at the same time, you can easily turn your camera off. So um, there's always that downside. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I think there's positives and benefits. I also think that um, one of the big, I don't know, features of Zoom has been breakout rooms. At least for me personally, I know like breakout rooms, uh, before I talk about personally, I, I think like the big concept of breakout rooms is they're awkward. Like yeah. you're just thrown into a situation mm-hmm. where you're talking to some random person well, that you don't know. Cameras off. Yeah, yeah, people have yeah. their cameras so off. It's the like, worst. Who's gonna speak up first? Or just sit yeah. there for five minutes. No, sometimes people are literally sitting in their breakout rooms for like, mm-hmm. not even exaggerating, like five, ten minutes without yep. <laughs> talking, and it's like, wow, this is this is education. And then, the <laughs> and then you come That's back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and oftentimes it's like not even the most social person that like yeah. is the first one to talk right it's just like the person that's like most fed up yeah, with the situation so i don't know i think like breakout rooms like are kind of like a manifestation of how people have become more introverted but at least for me like i feel like i am the person that became fed up with breakout rooms mm-hmm. so like at least for me personally i think breakout rooms kind of help me become more extroverted like i think like we're just all thrown into a situation where all we're all just as vulnerable and i think i kind of like on like like that situation so i'm just like more willing to say hi hello how are you um so i think at least for me um it's become easier for me to talk to people but yeah like that's funny because you were put into a situation of forced socialization and you actually ended up becoming more extroverted so it worked (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I just feel like everyone's like dealing with the exact same like feelings as me, right? So I feel like, I I don't know. I think it's easier to. Maybe that's what the breakout room idea is trying to get get you to think. Yeah, I mean, there's also like a lot of other features in Zoom that can like like we said like also be misused. Like breakout rooms, people turn off their cameras, and 
there's a lot of situations in Zoom where you could really misuse them. Like, um, like I don't know. Did you want to talk about one that you had in mind, Adriana? Yeah, I, I guess again going back to like the cameras turned off idea. If your camera's off, you never really know what a student's actually doing. It's almost sometimes you log into class, camera off, mic off, and you go back to sleep. Because I mean, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think I guess it really depends on the person, but in some aspects, Zoom can actually maybe kind of hurt the way you're trying to learn if you're if you're going to sleep. Have you slept in class before, Adriana? <laughs> <laughs> I think I have too, yeah. Like so. we've, we've all been there. Have you, Neil? I don't think I have. When you're waking oh, up for that wow, 8.30 a.m. class, what are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, Forget this. Like, I never slept through a Zoom class. I slept, I've slept through <laughs> in-person classes this semester. Oh my god. I, I overslept. I know, I definitely know that there are students that slept through class because you're sleeping through class and then everybody leaves the Zoom call <laughs> and you're the only one that's remaining. That's happened to me. <laughs> it's happened to you? And then the professor's like, do you have a question? <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, I guess they're not there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it just goes to show that there's so many like opportunities for like social disaster. Like, I don't, like, at least, um, at least one more example that, um, like, another like social disaster, at least that I have in mind, is the idea of Zoom trolling. Um, I, this is like taking a complete turn because it, it's completely negative, but um, like at least in like super large classes, like they can be super vulnerable to people that just enter the Zoom call like in like a, like a different like uh, a, like a different identity or different name, and then they just turn on their camera, uh, turn on their like not the camera, but turn on their um, mic, and then they say some racial slur or something super offensive and um, uncalled for when there's like a guest speaker or someone giving a presentation. So um, yeah, so there's just so many like different social intricacies that you would otherwise like have no like experience with if you didn't have Zoom and the pandemic. Yeah, and just to summarize what you said, it's almost as if anybody from anywhere at any time can talk to anyone like that's a double-edged sword doors <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we really we really were zooming through doom zoom has definitely had its booms and its dooms but i think there's so much that can be gained and learned from our experience using this platform even as we transition back to in-person learning the benefits of zoom still remain and I believe this new hybrid of education will only open up new avenues that make learning more manageable and accessible than before. And I think we should take a second to focus on that. tuning in. Special shout out to Adriana English for working as a line producer for this episode. And another shout out to uh, Saket Kolipara, our assistant producer, and I'm Neil Bethina, our producer. Also, please note that a list of sources is 
provided in our episode description. Other than that, stay safe and stay healthy. Signing off for now. The recording has stopped.